Welcome to Divorce Etc. hosted by us, the ex-experts. We're here to give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Plus, we're asking a lot of the questions that you may not even think of or know to ask, but we know because we've lived it so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. Welcome to today's episode of Divorce Etc. I am so excited. We have literally one of my favorite people in the whole wide world on the and podcast. And one of my favorite people. And what? Now one of my favorite people. <gasps> oh, I feel so loved. Fully obsessed with Dan Shaw and I, in full disclosure, and his wife, Cammie, and his whole family. But <laughs> I've known Dan now, I would probably about, I would say seven-ish years, five to seven years. Five-ish. Yeah, five-ish, that okay. range. And um, he is absolutely wonderful. And one of the things that he is doing now with the thing that he's doing now, why we're having him on the podcast is because he has become a Gallup certified Clifton Strengths coach. And he has a new um, course, a new program called Thriving Relationships. And it's for women leaders. And it's basically about using your strengths in order to build these authentic relationships. And it is so valuable for all of you guys listening, particularly um, those of us who have gone through divorce, learn more about ourselves, learn more about <clears throat> enhancing all of the relationships in our lives with your ex, with your kids, with your family, with your colleagues and coworkers. So um, Dan, thank you for being on today. Well, this is just so cool. I just love what the two of you are doing. Um, thank you. To give you Welcome. some props. And I've been sharing it with a few of my friends who are recently divorced and they've shared just how beneficial it's been to have this platform. So you two are doing amazing work for, for people out there. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. So for everyone listening, okay, you're a relationship coach. You have this program called Thriving Relationships. It's about using your Clifton strengths. I mean, tell us exactly what all of that means so that people really understand what we're talking about. Sure. So um, Clifton strengths, I was introduced to it a few years ago. Um, through a, a network marketing company I was working with. And I, I invested in it and I learned about it. I thought, you know what, I'm going to, you know, get, a, get, get coached in this so I understand how I can best use my God-given natural talents that I've had uh, to become a better business person. And what I discovered was that it was way more than that. I actually didn't like the business part of it. It kind of bored me. I was really interested in how it changed me and how it changed how I thought about myself. It changed the way I saw my wife and I saw what her strengths were and the things that would like make me up like annoyed. I go, why do you do this all the time? It just drives me bonkers. When I was researching it, I was going, oh my God, she can't help it. It's just how you're wired. Um, one of the cool things is when you get your report after the assessment, like there's a DNA, like let's get a DNA strand at the top of the, uh, the report. And so like, this is your DNA. It's what you're made of. And um, I was like, I got to become a coach. Like I need to become a coach. So about a year later, I became a coach. And through my like, you know, been 18 months now, I've coached hundreds of people. The thing that really stuck out to me was the improvements people were making and uh, who they really were. They were coming out of their shell. They were appreciating themselves more and they were seeing improved relationships, you know, mostly with their spouses and their families because that's their, their, their direct inner circle. But then I started like branching out to like, how does this work with the people you work with? How is this with the people that, you know, over here and over there? And it just became like, I was obsessed with it. And so I changed my whole playbook from like business coaching to like relationship coaching. And through like, you know, brainstorming for the past like six months before I launched this program, um, like there's three really big areas where people 
have a lot of trouble with like relationships, it's one is miscommunication. Like you're speaking different languages. And if like person one is speaking this language and person two speaks this language, there's this constant friction, constant fighting. You don't understand me. I don't understand you. Forget it. And that's, you know, we're done with it. And that's so um, important, I think, for anyone who's gone through divorce, because there's no question that anytime a marriage has broken down, a huge part of the issue is miscommunication. And so to be able to learn that about yourself and how you can do things different moving forward based on what you know your own strengths can be, I think it's just mm -hmm. a valuable resource. And, and it's miscommunication, but lack of communication. Right. So you both. might be speaking the same language. You might not be speaking at all. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there may be zero engagement, which definitely was the case in, um, you know, the last few years of my official married life. Um, there was no communication. It wasn't misunderstood. It just wasn't happening. And that is a huge problem for any relationship. For sure. What are the other things? The other thing is, uh, second one is like a bull in a china shop where someone comes on so strong and we call them blind spots. The Gallup, uh, the assessment calls them blind spots where you're just so unaware of what you're doing and you think you're doing everything fine, but the people around you are like, oh my gosh, like you're too much. And so teaching people those boundaries, teaching people when to back off and recognize, oh, I'm really, up. people are uncomfortable around me because I'm doing this to the extreme. I want to. I hope you're going to say your what I'm going to ask. Yeah, well, I, I hear. I well, I really want to get to the third thing, but I want to say, I mean, we can get back to this, mm -hmm. which is there are so many messages out there, in particular when you have gotten divorced, where people are like, "Listen, you know, you're not for everyone, but who, your person." is going to love you for who you are. Listen, I'm super high energy. Like I, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are like, whoa, Jessica, like you're way too much. But I also feel like if I'm too much for someone, that's not my person. So we can kind of put a pin in it there and hear what the other mm -hmm. thing is come back. But I just felt compelled to say that. Like, because what you're going to tell us may be um, a really interesting parallel to things that we've already heard, right, that we really need right. to hear and haven't heard before. Sure. And then the third thing is people like masking or hiding who they really are. They've been either, whatever the circumstance may be, whatever happened in the past, um, someone has, or something has caused them to just suppress their strengths and they hide them um, for fear of being ridiculed, embarrassed, uncomfortable, they had a failure using their strength at one point. So like, I'm never doing that again because I tried it last time and it sucked and I didn't do what didn't work out well, but it's building, building like positive connections to the strength, looking back at past successes. So people will say, you know what? Like I shouldn't hide who I am. I should be proud of who I am. I should look at this strength and be like, oh wait, I need to honor this strength. We call it honoring. I call it honoring your strengths. You gotta honor who you are. And so teaching people like, hey, like, this is good when I do it this way and I should be proud of who I am. So I'm not going to hide any longer and just say, hey world, this is who I am. Also another perspective with that is because that definitely happened to me. You lose yourself mm -hmm. in a relationship where you are belittled and um, just disrespected. And so you're almost gaslighted to believe that your strengths are not your strengths. Your strengths are your weaknesses mm -hmm. and you are not who you think you are. So coming out of any kind of trauma, 
doesn't have to be divorce, any kind of serious breakup or, or change, you certainly are going to question yourself, your qualities, are your values even good? You know, is my perspective even right? Is my gut even honest? So when I spoke to Dan and I got the lowdown, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like you can curse here this for you. Damn, this is my show. Come on. You are now permitted to curse. Okay, good. I didn't want to curse um, before. But but it was it was just really inspiring to relearn. Well, maybe it's to learn about yourself for the mm -hmm. first time because maybe you never really knew yourself, or the person you are today is not exactly the person you were. Right. Like I feel like I am so much the person I was, but with more experience, mm -hmm. except for, you know, a few years in, my, in the middle. But I think that this whole assessment that we're all going to, we're going to share with all of you in a few minutes um, is very revealing and interesting. And you can take what you want from it, but it's, it's really, it's really empowering to see things on here and be like, damn straight. That's exactly who I am. So you know, I think it's awesome. And I will also say like, as we know the statistics, there are so many people that come out of unhappy marriages from places of trauma and from you know, mentally and emotionally abusive relationships and more. As, as a person who fortunately has never encountered that, that wasn't the case in any of my relationships in the past. But I just want everyone else to know, like I totally lost myself in my second marriage. Like I, by the, it, it wasn't even about, um, about, like I said, like it wasn't even about that kind of trauma and sort of hiding myself. It just kind of came to a point where I was like, it's almost not worth speaking up. It's just almost not yeah. worth expressing my opinion because that's going to turn into some kind of an argument or that's going to create anxiety or that's just going to go down a bad road. And like, I don't really feel like getting stuck in the wormhole right now. So I just stopped talking. And everybody that knows me knows that me not talking and speaking my mind is like, totally not who I am and it has taken me a, a while to like regain my confidence in who I actually am and feeling more like myself that's why I love so much what it is that you're doing Dan and why at, for everybody else um that we're bringing this to you because it's a it's really it, it is crucial skills for when you've come out of a place and you're questioning so much about yourself and how to move forward with yourself and this is something that um I never intended this direction, honestly. I didn't understand the power of what these conversations led to, where my clients, we were focusing on just becoming better business people and how to build a team and a strategy, whatever. And then they were just revealing the depth of information they got about who they really were. And yeah, there's a lot of tears where they've, like you said, T, yeah. about there's trauma. They had a trauma in their life. And they pushed that strength that was should have been something they've been focusing on all their life. They were told, you stink at it, it's bad, or you, you're whatever, and they just put it aside. And then they work on doing the, the bottom strengths. They go, oh, I, I, the world tells me, the world tells me I should be doing it this way. So this strength here, I should just shut up, mind my P's and Q's, stay in my lane, and just do this, because that's what the world thinks. But in reality, you're killing, you're, you're slowly dying inside yep. when you're and, not living your strengths. And it's very freeing when you come out and challenge whoever is giving you that negative messaging. 
Um, I mean, I had finally like stood up to, I can't say who it is, but it wasn't my ex um, because that's where it came from, from when I was like really young. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I heard the message differently because I was in a better place. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a second, you're not talking to me. You're saying I'm doing what? Like, it's amazing that when you understand yourself, the same thing could have been said to you 2 million times. Yep. But the 2 million and one time when you understand what your strength is, that message no longer works. Yeah. You see and hear how wrong they are and it's offensive and you're going to speak up, but it takes time, everybody. I mean, right. I'm 51. <laughs> this, this is like in the last 10 years. Okay. A lot has changed, but that's, that is the power of this. So great. Now, you know, your strengths, what are you going to do with it? Well, let's right. let Dan show us that. Yeah. Who do you want to start with? Well, I, I'll just say my strengths because we've, sure. and I have kind of been down this road before. And, and also it's more about like, you know, him figuring out kind of what TH's strengths were uh, based on their initial conversation. But so just to put it out there, my top five strengths, and this is for everyone again listening, this is based on, these are the Clifton strengths based right. on the Gallup um, study. I don't know what it's called. The, it's their assessment. And, the Gallup and assessment. You might hear some words and, and one of the issues a lot of people have is they, when they don't do the research or look into it deeper, they attach the Webster dictionary definition right. to the strength and they have a big misinterpretation of it. Yes. So please don't just look at it at face value. You have to actually read the report and look at the information behind it. So you have a clear picture and understanding and don't just jump to conclusions. That's totally true. Cause the words that we say, are, that's not what they mean necessarily yeah. in this context. Yeah. So it is right. important to really look it up if you're actually gonna take the Gallup strengths test and get your yeah. Clifton strengths. So my top five Gallup strengths are activator, maximizer, positivity, woo, and communication. We can put a pin in that and let's have Those a all under the title of influencing, right? Four of the five are, are influencing. influencing strengths. Yes. Okay. Should I go into like the four categories of strengths so people know? Would that be a beneficial thing? Sure. Yeah. So they, in a nutshell, they, they, there's 34 of them and they break them into four categories. Um, influencing, it's like how you then get people to do something. How do you move people? Um, how do you like influence them to do what you want them to do? There's relationship building strengths. It's like, who do you connect with and how do you connect with them? How do you build those relationships? There's executing strengths. And, and basically it's how you get shit done. How do you like to get it done? And what makes it work for you? And then the last one is strategic thinking. It's like, how, how do you absorb information? How do you process information? Like, what's the motivation behind that? Like, where do you get those things from? That's like the, how the brain stuff works. So Jessica has four of her top five are influencing. Just put I'm that an out influencer, there. people. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, okay, so do you want it? Let's hear what you think mine are based on... Dan and I had a conversation before yeah. this podcast. He's like, I already know what they're, what they're going to be. So let's see, let's see if he got me right. And, and like, we had about an hour conversation and I took a guess. Do you want your top 10? I thought your top 10 would be. Sure. 
All right, so I fought her top 10 based upon the, like, the hour interview. Achiever, mm -hmm. in, input, which is like, I need information. Intellection, which is all about thinking and, and processing. Belief, like really strong morals and values and like, you know, non, there's like, you know, very, very firm boundaries. I'm getting Respons a little nervous that none of those. <laughs> oh gosh, thanks. High, high respo responsibility. Take a lot of responsibility. Relator, which means you like to have deep, deep relationships with people. Communication, because you're a kick-ass speaker. Learner, because I, I, I said so you like, like to read and learn and, and kind of absorb information. Mm -hmm. Strategic, which is about planning. And futuristic, which means like you have a big, you have, you, you have the, you know, I see the future. I have a vision of what the life's going to look like. Now, again, I, it sounds like I was totally off, which is okay. I'm okay with that. You're not totally off. I was okay. just like looking for the ones you said that. What are yeah. your top five strengths, TH? Yeah. Individualization is number one. You know, when I was writing that, when I was thinking about this earlier, I thought I should have put that in there because that's about finding the unique tra traits with each individual person, like how they're special. Number two is futuristic. Okay. Which is, which is a conflict for me because I I really feel that I've been so present. It's not, but that's not, not what it means. No. But that's so what does what that means. mean? I have a big picture. Yeah. You, you have a big picture. You have you you look and say, I have goals for the future. I can picture and visualize this is where I'm gonna be at this time. It could be tomorrow, next week, next month, 10 years down the road, but you 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 think about the future how the future is going to be like a certain way so that means my number one is in relationship building my number two is in strategic thinking my number three is in influencing as communication mm -hmm. um, my number four is in executing with focus goal setting that's goals 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 Interesting goals for me mm -hmm. yeah and number five is woo oh <laughs> woo. that's woo. influencing woo win others over and we're both communication winning winning others over that's what that's woo stands for, right? Social, social charm. You have charisma. People flock to you when you have high woo. All right. Well, to have high woo is good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are you thinking about dating again after divorce, but have no idea where to start? Maybe you need a little self-esteem boost or brush up on your conversation skills. Are you overwhelmed by all the new dating apps and crazy jargon? If the answers are yes, then let relationship expert and dating coach Jennifer Hurwitz be your thinking partner, your cheerleader, and unbiased opinion when you need one. Divorced herself, Jennifer also survived the dreary dating waters, and so can you. It's her job to set you up for success, help you gain the confidence you need to attract the partner you deserve. If you're open to making positive changes and starting on your journey to finding love, Book a free clarity call with Jen today on her website, jenniferhervitz.com. And if you mention the ex-experts, you'll receive a special discount. So okay. that's interesting that you, that you, well, you, those are your top five, but quickly read off your next five to see where Dan was on his. So number six is activator under info. Okay. okay. Number yep. seven is relator under relationship building. Uh-huh. Number eight is belief in executing. Mm -hmm. Number nine is ideation in strategic thinking. And number uh -huh. 10 is input in strategic thinking. So you weren't that so, far off, Dan. It sounds like you had like the half of I them. have as many strategic thinking That's as five of them. influencing. So 
when, when I coach people, just to give you guys in a nutshell, we look at your top 10 and we look at like, what's your dominant domain? Like what, what domain do you lead with? So you had, what was it? Three and three? Yeah. Was it? So three relationship building and no. No, three, three strategic thinking, thinking, three influencing. Which means you influence people with your brain, like your, your information. You can move people with your futuristic and ideation. You're creative and that the way you share that with people inspires them. It, it activates and motivates them to do and get into action. So you woo them with your, all that information plus your social charm and then people start to do stuff. Activator is like, let's get this shit started, mm -hmm. basically. So then we do compliment each other. Yeah. Well, right, think so about this. Oh, so good. No, I was going to say, so I feel like, you know, hearing mine, hearing CH's, you know, it might be interesting to give kind of like a real world practical example of like, mm -hmm. look, we have, TH and I have a relationship. We have a working relationship. We're co-founders of this business. We work together every day. We have to agree, right, on what we're doing. What's the direction that we're taking? What are the colors going to be? What's the logo going to look like? What is our branding? What kind of topics do we want to cover? All of these things. And I will speak for myself by saying that I feel like our working relationship has been fairly easy. We seem to have kind of fallen into the categories that probably feed our strengths best. I come from a media TV production background. TH comes from an experiential events and marketing background. So we kind of have like taken on tasks without having to sit down and like really hash out who's doing what. And I feel like our working relationship is, it's pretty smooth. And yeah. so I'm curious to know based on our strengths, like, does that sound like natural to you that like, yes, because our strengths work off of each other. So of course that's what our relationship is. Or how can I, we utilize our strengths better? I think because you've been friends for so long and you understand each other, you allowed each other to breathe and your air, your zone of genius. It wasn't Jessica coming in and saying, you'll do it this way, or T coming in and saying, you'll do it this way. You allowed each other to have their spot where they can shine. And like, I think you said, Jess, you had that media presence. So that's influencing. You had to like charm people. You had to speak well. You're around a lot of people. If you were a, a, a blubbering idiot, no one would listen to you, right? You would, you would lose all the, the, the credibility you had. So your communication has to be high. You have to think quick on your feet. Activator is thinking quick on your feet. Just go, just go. F it and let's move, right? We'll figure it out as, as we go. Imagine if you guys were dwelling in this, oh my gosh, we can't do anything until it's perfect. Oh my gosh, do you think X experts would be launched by now? It'd be still, it'd be still in, in, on the production floor. You'd quit by now. I know, but we do talk about the whole like analysis by paralysis. Like sometimes we yeah. talk about things ad nauseum and I'm like, let's just fuck it. Let's just book it. We got to go. We right. got to just try yeah. it out and see what happens. That's right. And that's, that, that helps you both you're not, you're not conflicting. You're not, you know, uh, holding one person that holding the one back by having both have activator high, but like, let's just, we'll do it. We understand the risks, but let's just go for it. Um, T has the ideation and the futuristic, which that's the creative side. It's creative. She's got the creative energy. She has the information, the input, the ideation and the futuristic is all about, oh, I've got an idea. Let's go with it. And you're like, like you said, fuck it. Let's do it. Too well, many or ideas, I'm like, so. shut the fuck up because I can't yeah. keep up with all your ideas. Or, or that's what we do. Like, 
So when you learn all of your strengths and then you look at what your, your bottom strengths are, you can see how sometimes you, you do the wrong thing or how you have to counterbalance it. So the way a working relationship works, a positive, successful relationship is, is honoring that person, allowing them to be in that space without being critical, without trying to squash them or shame them or demean them. Um, also, don't allow them to walk all over you. That's really important. You can't be like, hey, I know you like to do that, but like you're going too far now. Mm-hmm. And respecting the other person's point of view. So creating that language where you want for yourself to know how you should be acting in a certain way, but also for the other person. So you now have this information. You have the inside scoop on T's head, right? You know, like what's she really thinking? So you can say, oh, that's your futuristic going a little wild. And sometimes I got to bring it back to earth. Hey, hey, earth to T. We can't really do that. You know that, right? Like we have to actually be on earth, not in, in the clouds. So maybe she does that sometimes. You just say like enough of the thinking, let's get to work. Because people with ideation high and futuristic high can get lost. And they're like, totally. yeah, the you know? Yeah. So you have to be able to say at a certain point, like, I know you're in your brain right now, but we have to actually have to get something done right now. And it's, yeah. and because you're friends, you'd say it in a way that would be, wouldn't be rude or condescending or patronizing. You'd be like, oh, Thank you for reminding me. We're cool. Let's get that. Let's get to work. Well, that's what. That's why I think from the very beginning, it just worked for us to support one another when we were even separating. Mm-hmm. I think we didn't even realize how valuable we were for one another until we were really separating. Um, because Jessica's a really good listener. I was not always a great listener. I was a fixer. So I was already 10 steps ahead before someone could get the words out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. So I've trained myself to be much better. I still do that sometimes because I want to get the word in. I want to get the word in. And I make the excuse, well, I'm going to forget if I don't get the word in. But the truth is, I'm not going to forget. I just want to get the word in. But um, we communicate really well. We respect one another's expertise, which is what I think you said about honoring one another, which Mm -hmm. is so important in so many relationships. And now I think about the friends that I've chosen because I've eliminated so many Yeah, are people who I really do honor. I, trem- I have significant respect for them. And so I'm able to support them properly and they can support me because we give that to one another. And I think that that's, I think that that's everything. And otherwise you have to demand it. And if you're not getting it, then maybe that's not, you know, someone to be friends or relationship or whatever mm-hmm. with. But I want to ask you another question. I'm like, what about the weaknesses? And you don't call them weaknesses. You call them, what do you call them? Lesser strengths or bottom strengths. Lesser strengths. So my, the funniest thing is, that's number 34. Yeah. What's 34? My my lessest strength is Uh harmony. Okay. Oh, no. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to sugarcoat it. Let's well, hear so, it. So when you have harmony high, I'm going to just go that way, right? Harmony high in a good way is you're able to see both sides of the story or both sides of the argument. You are able to then be a great mediator. You're a mediator that brings peace or situation. Okay. Um, so that's kind of a, a quality person or quality harmony trait. When harmony is 34, there's a couple ways it can go. One, you could try really, 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 really hard to bring the peace, which makes you a doormat. Which you just to avoid any kind of conflict, you're like, I, I just, I want to, I, I really don't want to have any conflict. 
So I'll try really, really hard and you can become a doormat for somebody else. Or the other extreme is you have literally like, I don't give a fuck what you think attitude. And I'm going to do what I want to do. So there's, so they they can go either way. And then people like, oh my gosh. And it's not like, you're like, no, I don't care what you think. I really don't care what you think. I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And like, that's your problem, not my problem. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably accurate. My question is for people, listen, the idea of this type of a program, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's something literally in it for everyone, right? Yeah. the the learning that you're doing on yourself by being able to identify your own personal strengths and really reading what they mean. And you guys, like everybody listening, I remember when I first found out my, my top strengths. And when I read the definitions of all of them, and I read like my full assessment, it was like, it was like someone was, you know, like a psychic or something like so accurate because the, the assessment test that you take it almost seems like it's these totally random questions. Like, would you rather sweep out your closet or go to Disney World? Like the <laughs> questions are so random, but they, yeah. they really, they are so meaningful. And so, you know, you, it's, it's totally self-learning by being able to give yourself like the gift of, of a program like this. But I want to ask you, Dan, like for everyone who's in a relationship, who wants to move forward with a course like this, uh, anyone who does it on their own is then going to understand why their partner needs to do it. But what are your yeah. thoughts on, on on whether or not is it something that you would um, more suggest that people do at the same time together, or that you would have one do before the other? So what I've discovered, typically, what I've gotten my my coaching business is that the women have already done it before, right? And okay. they're trying and they're trying to like convince their husbands to take it, okay. and the husbands are like. I don't want you to judge me. You're going to judge me. And, and so that's, it's a hard sell for a lot of guys because it just, it just kind of is what my experience is. Um, if both parties haven't taken it yet and they're like totally new to this, I say they both shake it at the same time and discover it together. And I've got some ideas on how they should do it together. I mean, I don't want to go into details here, but there's plans and strategies. And like, I have like little eBooks that people can use to like kind of guide them through the process, note taking and what to look for so then they can share you know you got to learn yourself then you have to learn your partner you right. know it's almost like, like the if love you're doing languages yes absolutely and my wife and i were talking about cammy and i were talking about like all the things we did um like literally i did the myers-briggs i did the disc i did the enneagram i did the love language and she goes you gotta take this test too i'm like why the fuck am i taking another test like i don't want to <laughs> take any more tests i know i'm a nine and a this and a that you know and i i'm whatever my things were but this was the most comprehensive, mm-hmm. life-changing assessment. Everything else was sort of like a funny little hat. Ah, it's cool, uh-huh. you know, like I'm a nine, big deal. It's like, right. like, a, like a hobby type of thing. This was like, oh my God, like you said, Jess, someone was in my head. Someone took the thoughts out of my head, put them into paper, into form. And I went, oh, that's who I really am. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, why don't I do that more? Like I said to myself, incredible. why don't I do this more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that this could help you even if your partner doesn't do it or right, even, if, sure. you're not, even if you're not in a relationship just to mm-hmm. kind of discover yeah. yourself because through therapy, mm-hmm. I learned that, okay, I can't change that person, right? No one right. can change anybody. People can only grow themselves. So I needed to learn how to respond to that or not respond to that. Yeah. And so by understanding your strengths, or your lesser strengths, mm-hmm. you can learn that 
those words aren't going to hurt me anymore because I'm going to respond in this way. Yeah. This is my strength. And I, and that's kind of how this all comes together for me is it was less about me and more about what I was not. It's like unlearning bad behavior, right? Yes. Unlearning patterns that have grown and developed in negative ways. So you have to unlearn that first, dial it back, and then grow from there. I couldn't yeah. grow until I took away the bad, you know, shed that bad weight, you know? You're relearning, you're relearning yourself. Like it is a total new discovery. And what happens, and this is one of the, I've seen this a few times, the people around you are not comfortable with this new person. Like, who are you? What's this new person? You're like, I right. discovered who I am. So. I don't care what you think. So that's right. kind of how this is who I am. Works. And I don't even know if I like you anymore, by the way. Right. So, right. <clears throat> yeah. And there's so much more depth we can go into. And I know time is of the issue. Uh, yeah, of the, of I the, know. Uh, of the, of the well, essence here. And I don't want to overwhelm people. But but look, for everyone listening, as you've heard, I mean, there there's so much information here that is going to be so beneficial for you on your own journey. Like, mm -hmm. that's what this is all about. And especially if you've gone through or are going through the process of a divorce, like it's all about self-discovery. It's all yeah. about figuring out how to like move forward, you know, in your best way and be your true authentic self. Because there is a very likely possibility that you haven't been feeling or aren't feeling like you are your best version of yourself. And we are all about like helping people on that path to get to that place so that when all of the dust dies down, you really are in a better place and you're happier and you're feeling more fulfilled and you're ready to be able to like literally live your best life. So yeah. um, it's, you it's also, you know, a very safe and private way for you to slowly take those baby mm -hmm. steps that we talk about all the time, be totally honest, which is like probably the hardest thing to do in taking this assessment. I had a bunch of neutrals because I couldn't pick one. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, it depends on the circumstance. I might go right or I could go left. So be honest and look at it in your time as you're ready. This is like the perfect first step into your new life or your new direction, your new opportunity. And then you do with it as you want. And then if you want more, you reach out to Dan and you grow it and you work on your, how to, you know, strengthen other strengths mm -hmm. and not worry about the lesser strengths, you know, how to use them properly so that you can be the best you, no matter what's happening in your life, right. it's not going to be fantastic if you aren't fantastic with yourself. Yeah. And so this is just a great, easy, like low impact actual tool that we 100% endorse. It, the last thing, you know, before we, we, we sign off is like the three steps with this journey, it's kind of, I, I, it's very a simplistic way to say it, but learn your strengths first. You have to learn them, then you have to love them. And then you live them. Don't jump to living it before you You have to learn what they are, what they truly mean, and appreciate who you are. Embrace them, love them, love yourself. And then you'll learn how to apply them and live them and use them in your relationships, in all of your things you're doing. And it's based, every, everything in, in this world is relationship-based. Yep. You can't escape people. That's and right. right now, besides, uh, uh, besides the divorce um, divorce population, it sucks right now. Like 
re, 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 going back into the world, reintroducing them to new situations. It's not 2019 any longer. We can never go back to that stage. We can never go back to the way it was. This is a new way of living and we have to kind of get back into like building relationships that are gonna benefit us. We've been beaten down and we feel like crap. And yeah. a lot of friendships have been broken. Family relationships have been broken because of what's happened in the last two years. And this could sort of whether heal those relationships or like just give you the confidence to say, I'm doing what I need to do. Right. To right. move forward. Well, we're big fans. Awesome. So thank you so much again, Dan, for taking the time. Everybody listening, no. you know, there's a, a page on the website, xexperts.com. It's all spelled out, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. And this, obviously this podcast will be on there and the accompanying information and a whole page on Dan. And all the links to the program and, um, and what we love about it. So we highly recommend going to check it out and um, we'll keep you posted on the progress. Yay. Thanks, Dan. Do it for you. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Divorce Etc. with the X-Experts. We really hope this episode was helpful for you in getting information you need and feeling empowered to get through it. And always remember there are so many of us just like you. Now, please hit the subscribe button so you always get new episodes and please rate and review us. You can also check out our website filled with free resources at xexperts.com. Follow us on social on Instagram and Facebook and send us an email to let us know your thoughts or any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about. See you next time.